friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of November 13th. And we've got a special podcast for you. This week and next, we are going to enter into sort of pre-holiday storytelling, counsel, advice, talking people off the ledge. Uh, But what's delightful about this, you're about to hear a conversation with Stacy and several of our women's team. But I wanted to jump in here at this start to welcome you back and to remind everyone the past three weeks we've been talking about and listening to excerpts from Blaine Eldridge's new book, The Paradise King, which is out. It's available on Amazon and you are going to find it a wonder and a joy. So it's available, everybody. Um, but let's do what we always do before we jump into women talking about the coming holiday season. Let's take our pause to release the day, release people, projects, pressures, and just find your own soul in order to find God. So, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, once again, we give everything to you. We release every person in our life. We release every project, every pressure, all that's going on. We release the world right now. We can't carry the world. Our shoulders just aren't big enough. And so we take a moment to release everything to you. And just do that, friends. Take a moment just to release it. And we do this, God, in order to find you, in order to be met by you each week, right here in in our shared life through these podcasts. So come and meet us here. Restore our union with you, our life in you. Amen. Hi, everybody. Yes, Stacy here. And I am so happy to be with you all today. And I'm in the studio with my dear friends and co-laborers, <laughs> should I say that, or partners in ministry, yeah. <laughs> Stacy, Jamie, and Karen. And yeah, we wanted to talk to you about the holidays, really talk together about them because we are on the cusp nearing Thanksgiving. And depending on what radio station you listen to, (laughs) right? The Christmas songs are playing. And so, you know, this really is the entryway and we're already thinking about them. I actually bought a a birthday present just a week ago for someone. And the woman asked me, are you all finished Christmas shopping? (gasps) What? I know. That's what I said. No. Ask me if I've started. <laughs> well, anyway, I just want to have a conversation with you gals. And let's just start with, um, are you looking forward to the holidays? Yes. I mean, <laughs> good. Yes. I yes. love the holidays. They, I do too. It's, there's, it's an exciting part of year. Mm-hmm. Seems it is. There's fresh. A, and yeah. So like, much anticipation yeah. and things to look forward to. 
I think once November 1st hits, my yeah. mind shifts. And yeah. Aren't you it's, one that listens to Christmas music starting November 1st? No. Oh, you're not? I mean, there were seasons where I did when my kids were younger. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Sometimes it's helpful to enter in. Mm-hmm. But well, it, I, I would love to hear what it is you do like about them. Well, I am grateful for any invitation for extra butter. <laughs> There's that. Everything in Thanksgiving and on, it seems like. Butter. butter. Yay. I like, like butter. that, Karen. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what about you? I, I think um, the first thing that comes to mind is just traditions. Mm. Um, I There are certain family traditions, whether they're elaborate or simple, that I, I just love every year. Mm. And like... These are traditions that we only do one time a year. Yes. So I there's a lot of anticipation and joy over entering into that season. Great. Great. Stacey, you had an exuberant reaction when I asked. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Which is uh, an interesting response. But no, I just, it's always just felt really magical and hopeful. Um, you know, stores are decorated and glittery lights and it's just things are pretty I have visual mind images of you know the snowy uh perfect Christmas lights and I don't mean perfect but you know I love the scenes on Christmas cards and and, yes you know everyone's trying to create and while that's not reality um I think there's joy in the hope of of all of it Uh uh-huh and yeah Every day brings something different. But oh, that's good. Yeah, there's just a lot of hope. Yes. Filled with the season, I think. Mm, there is. Mm-hmm. Karen, are you one that decorates profusely your house for profusely? Christmas? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, go all out. <laughs> uh, not really. Um, I like things to look a certain way, but I've also realized my kids like to decorate the tree. And so I let them do it. And it is not the way I would do it. But does that matter really? No. Right. Um, I do try to put, you know, like a candle here and there and a little bit of greenery and glittery things. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Not, not over the top. I'm certainly not a Pinterest mother. <laughs> no one's ever accused me of that. <laughs> well, what I, what I like about us for being in here today is that our children are at different life stages. Mm. And for me, how much I have entered in has both varied by um, their ages Mm -hmm. and also by my personal healing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So true. (laughs) So true, Stace. So I'll tell you what that means for me is, uh, and I want to hear what that means for you, is that um, when they were young, I thought I had to replicate what my mother did. And she used to make the most gorgeous cookie trays that she brought to neighbors. Mm-hmm. We we weren't allowed to eat them, but she brought them to everybody. So there'd be like 12 different kinds of cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is what Christmas is. It's making this or, um, or controlling situations or, ugh. Right. there was, there was a lot that I did that, um, robbed me of the joy. Mm. And it was good to just grow into the freedom that comes from, from more healing. Mm-hmm. But you guys responded really a lot to that too. So I'd love to hear what, <laughs> what that struck in you. Um, so here's a story from my past. Um, we had two Christmas trees in my family 
of origin because my mom wanted that um, like beautiful front cover of a magazine look. And my brothers and I did not care about that. We wanted our ornaments that we made and um, ones that we had had from childhood. And so I actually think she did that well. I, as a teenager, would roll my eyes hard at her perfect so here's how it was. She, um, the entryway to our house looked like a magazine, like color coordinated and ribbons. And, um, it just looked amazing. It was. And like, you could drive by our house and that the entryway had windows so you could look in and that's what you saw. But then in the family room was where our tree was. (laughs) And it was, you know, a a kids decorated tree, which I loved, but I kind of like that she was able to hold both and not mm-hmm. force us into the perfect Pinterest picture. Yeah. But she did get something of joy out of her perfect little room. Uh-huh. And we had our joy in our like kind of chaotic, colorful and random Christmas decorations. Mm. I, as a mom, don't have the energy for the <laughs> the Pinterest look. Right. Um, I love that. Like, like if I were, to, if you were to say, what does your dream decorated house look like for Christmas time? It would look something like out of a magazine, but I work, <laughs> I homeschool one of my kids. I have two kids. I am a wife. I don't have a housekeeper. I don't have the storage space for right. all of the things. And so it's not like that, but I do, I enjoy the look of perfection, but it's not realistic in our house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Stacey, how has it shifted for you over the years? Really interesting. Um, so growing up, my mom would very intentionally decorate and it was an all hands on deck day, maybe at the day after Thanksgiving. Um, didn't, she didn't really decorate for the fall, mm-hmm. you know, a few things here and there, but the real decoration came the day after Thanksgiving and all hands. And there's a lot of stress and pressure in that. And same with uh, January 1st, taking everything down. Uh-huh. And it even now just kind of makes my chest tighten. Mm-hmm. So I think that is why I did not decorate much over when I got married and had kids. We would have a Christmas tree and we would make cookies and maybe an advent calendar until maybe five years ago when God kind of pricked my mind and said, this decorating is actually really important to my daughter, Riley. She's like, mm. it means something to her. So I gave her a budget. She went to Hobby Lobby and bought stuff. And so she's kind of been taking lead on decorating our house. So it shifted from a tree and an advent calendar to more decoration. But this year my kids are gone Mm-hmm. Um, they are both away at school and it's not really working out that they will be home for the holidays. And so I have a little ambivalence this year, especially when it comes to decorating. Eric, my husband, likes it, but he's also a little indifferent about it. So I'm just like, will I even decorate this year? I don't know. Will you and, get a tree? Well, we have a fake tree. Oh, good. You have your tree already. I could pop it up. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't even know that I want to do that. So I'm asking God, what do I need? And Mm -hmm. um, I'll be okay either Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think we could actually talk about the holidays without talking about the pressure that comes with the holidays, <laughs> which is either, well, I think it's pretty much outwardly imposed, but some of it is internal. And um, yeah, I, I. what about that? Do you feel any pressure around the holidays? I already feel behind. Mm. Haven't and, you done all of your Christmas shopping yet? <laughs> I already feel pressure and it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And I feel behind. Um, I don't have a great um, Christmas wish list going for any of my family members yet. And um, I'm jumping into Thanksgiving. Is it, it will literally for our family and our circumstances be like running up to a cliff and jumping off. Like, oh, really? There's there's a lot going on oh, okay. leading up to Thanksgiving. Yes, um, and then the day after those events stop is when we drive to meet some family for Thanksgiving. So I already feel I'm although excited. I already feel this like nagging voice that's like, um, so when are you going to get to this, and mm. when are you going to prep that? Mm. And so, yeah, mm. I already feel behind, mm-hmm. I and hear it's you. not even time yet. <laughs> right, mercy. I know because that's just that's a shared thing. Yeah, Karen, what about you? Any pressure around the holidays? Well, we have always been pretty averse to busyness, and I think that translates to or affects the holidays, too. Like, I don't really feel this craziness. But, of course, I can also now feel susceptible to, wait, I'm not doing enough to make this amazing because I'm not feeling frantic and scrambling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, ask me again. In a week. I don't know. <laughs> Tomorrow in an yeah. hour. So you're you're no, maybe I'm... feeling some anxiety about not feeling the anxiety <laughs> that you think you should be feeling. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. So Stacey, it's different for you this year. Yes. So yeah. But extended family? Right. Well, I, this is much to my husband's tribute. I think for years he so we've been married 25 years. Wow. Um yeah, yes. Um, sorry, yeah, you. side note, <laughs> um, there, I think in any marriage or I shouldn't even say that as you grow up and try to find your own life, your own traditions, there always seems to be pressure of extended family and their expectations. And I feel like this year I am more at a place than ever of learning to balance my desires and the pressure and expectations. So it is different this year because um, so much of the holidays revolve around my kids and making it wonderful for them. And I'm so excited they get to have their own own adventure this year. So it is, what does it look like for Eric and me? Um, my aunt is coming um, for Christmas. So I'm, I just, I feel excited learning the balance of my desires of wanting to see my extended family and enjoying that time with them while trying to find the balance of what is it going to look like now with just Eric and I, we're going to have more of those Christmases in the future. It it feels like a healthy balance and not the pressure that it was historically, Uh if uh that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Um, How about you? I really, really felt it in the past 
which isn't to say I don't feel it now. I am more aware of the pressure mm-hmm. that I'm feeling mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to make it amazing and transcendent and this holy time where we encounter God and, and, and the, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season right. is the stake in the middle of our home. And I mean, when they were young, I embraced Santa big. There was one year where I like, I mean, I was over the top with Santa. I even did, um, around the fireplace that we had, I got a tray of powdered sugar and John's big boots. And I made like footprints coming out from the snow and magic reindeer food for them to scatter out, which they really love. And then, um, we still do a Santa present, but you know, that's a, that's a thing. Like, do you do Santa? Do you not do Santa? Mm -hmm. Are you lying to your children? (laughs) You you might not want to keep this in the podcast, but when I was a kid, I had a friend whose mom called it Satan Claus. Oh, oh right. Because she was so furious about about Santa taking any of the focus away from wow. Jesus. Right, right. But then if you think mythically about life at all, you know, you could say more about that. But Right. Then, I mean, a kind, mm-hmm. benevolent, looking after you, mm-hmm. jolly fellow is kind of a nice. And I said, anyway. We've, we've, we've swung all over the map. Yeah. <laughs> um, my children aren't, don't do Santa Claus, but, um, I did feel the pressure to, you know, you, to make it amazing, to give the perfect gift, to, to have, to say, I've been paying attention. Mm-hmm. I've seen you. I know what you like and right. I know it speaks to your heart and ta-da, here it is. So um, hold on. I'm feeling curious about something. Yes. Was that a way to get love for yourself? Or, oh, no, or that, didn't, it, that didn't happen in my family growing <laughs> up. Well, no, but I mean, with your own kids, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Did I want that from them? Is that what you're asking? Well. Because yes is the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Like there, it's always such a mix of yeah. our motives. Like I have one, one of my offspring is very in tune to desire and realizes like not, this will not all be met on earth. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's that very good longing of beauty and like feasting with beautiful fellowship Mm -hmm. and, you know, but then there is also the thing of, okay, how can I make them love me? You know? Oh gosh. Well, thanks, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm hearing is, um, just our heart's desires. And I think it's a very feminine piece of wanting to, a a way to love on others Mm -hmm. and try to help create something beautiful for them. Yeah. It's a way to love. And what I, in my earlier stages, it it was um, kind of frantic and I felt the pressure that it was up to me. mm -hmm. And the thing is, is you can set the table, Mm -hmm. but you can't, you, you, you can't make something happen, but you can create the space for it to mm-hmm. happen, which I am all for. Yes, mm-hmm. making making the opportunity. Now even we have a shared meal together, mm-hmm. but um, the pressure is more off for me to make it an encounter with God that transcends their life and makes it magical <laughs> for the rest of their waking moments because I can't do that. And in, yeah. in their early years, when I when that didn't happen. 
um, that would make me really sad and my own failure. And I didn't realize like your child has already realized that it's a, it's a longing for heaven. Yeah. I think that's why I like it so much. I love twinkle lights that people put mm-hmm. up on their trees, especially mm-hmm. when they're covered with snow. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I love the the Christmas carols are just filled with truth and goodness. Yeah, and, they are. And um, I actually love, I'm one that loves giving presents more than I love mm. getting presents. And so I really enjoy that part as well. But it, but it's a taste. It's a foretaste of what's coming, versus making it happen now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. What about? Um, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Which, are your husbands? Do they listen to the podcast? I, just, <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Eric. <laughs> okay, so sometimes we're not on the same page. With our spouses regarding. Yeah, some people's husbands like colored lights. Oh, what I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with colored lights on our tree. John grew up with white lights on the tree. So, ah. So funny. That is really funny. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but um, sometimes um, expectations from extended family comes on to us. And that can be something to navigate. When when we were early married, just learning the, to navigate the different, the way my family operated versus the way John's family operated, the expectations for us were different than I had, and um, and that can provoke some tension until you can get to the place where this is where I said some healing, you know, just just to acknowledge that we have, we're actually now our own family unit. So we get to work out what works best for us. And and this is happening for me with my sons. They're their own family. Mm -hmm. They're their own Mm -hmm. families now. It it doesn't revolve around us anymore. There's a huge shift. So navigating that, what works for them and where does that intersect? How can we bless them? Do I still get to have Christmas dinner in my house? Like, I I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, so there's some questions there. So there's pressure of having your own family unit, but also being part of extended families. And you can't talk on a holiday podcast, Thanksgiving and Christmas, without mentioning family and pressures there. Um, and it's all, it can be complicated and it can be messy. Um, early on in my husband and I's relationship, we did um, Christmases in his hometown, which is not here, um, because in part it was a great way to see his entire extended family, and they all live mostly in one city. Um, and and that was great, and touching base with um, aunts and uncles and cousins and getting to know his family um, was, it was joyful and fun, um, especially when it was just the two of us and it's easy to travel when it's two of you. So then you add small children into the mix after we were married and we're, we're traveling from one, um, city that has a lot of winter weather to another city that has a lot of winter oh, weather. a lot of stuff you have to take with you. And a lot of stuff you have to take with you because it's Christmas or maybe not so much at Thanksgiving, but you're dealing with 
snowstorms and flight delays and um, someone is always sick, like ear infections, sinus, whatever the new immune systems have been exposed to in recent days, the kids get it. So um, that became really hard early on. Um, And my husband and I, I think after one particular Christmas just said, this is too much. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of joy in it, but the, the cost str- was too high. The cost was too high. Yeah. So we decided we we're going to do Christmas in our home. They're welcome to come, uh, particularly the grandparents are absolutely welcome to join us, but we need our own space and we need to not be traveling during the two most busiest travel yes. seasons. Yes. Um, and the, I, wa- I want to say that I'm exceptionally grateful for my husband's parents to say, we respect that. And yes, we'll come to you. Mm. Um, and we've done that pretty much ever since. Oh, that is nice. That, that is nice. Yeah. It's nice to be in your own space for Christmas, especially with a young family. And nice that they respected your... Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm... I have nothing but gratitude for that because, like I said, their entire families are in right. their hometown. Right. So it's, it's a sacrifice for them. Right. But they said yes. So I'm aware as you share that, that is beautiful, is that that's not the story for a lot of people. Yeah. I know a lot of stories yes. where um, where boundaries were set and things were shifted and the, it didn't go over well. Um, and that can be tricky to mm-hmm. hold hold your own integrity and valuing what you actually need mm-hmm. in the face of, you want to love, but in the face of that, to love well doesn't always mean bowing right. down to other people's expectations. But I am also aware as we're talking, I am, we are sitting together as women who have children and who are married. Right. And that is not all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't want to just provoke longing or irritation even. So I would love to just speak to, to this a bit about what if you're not living near family? What if there is no family to live near and there, there isn't the partner that you're mm-hmm. going to church with or you're doing the things with? Because that can be tricky to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yes, They have documented that um, depression increases dramatically over Mm -hmm. the holidays. Mm -hmm. Loneliness increases. The longing increases. And so does then the awareness of those longings, Mm -hmm. just the ache. So then what guys? Yeah. What, what would be your counsel? Mm. I didn't get married until I was um, 29 so I had about 10 years between leaving my family that I grew up with to joining another, a partner and a family. And um, I just, I, I am aware that th- during those years, there was a lot of unmet longing. And I, I remember like, not trying to dwell on that and doing what I could. And I was often taken in for Christmas or Mm. Thanksgiving by groups of friends or families that I knew. And that was beautiful. And I'm exceptionally grateful for that. Um, But there is something 
to be said of what Karen said earlier of that longing isn't being met here on earth right now. And Mm -hmm. that was a time period where I was so aware of that. Yes. So aware of that. Yeah. And I think it's really important to, to, yeah, to be aware of it. Yeah. And to validate it, honor it. These are good longings and, and the lonely factor is real. It's real for you with the family. It is. It's real if your house is full. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. So holding the heart, George McDonald says, as an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I rush to fill it. I think that's just the human condition. Yeah. You know, we feel pain. We try to assuage it, soothe well it. Said, yeah. But God invites us to bring him the reality of what we're feeling the emptiness, the loneliness, and 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 we know that he is the only one that can fully satisfy it, mm-hmm. and yet we need people. Mm-hmm. So I think I would encourage people not to isolate. Mm-hmm. Well, I was even thinking, like on a practical note, to look for those in your neighborhood or your community that need to you to adopt them. We have a, a dear friend on our street just two doors down from us who we have adopted her, and she's now kind of like part of our our Christmas Eve festivities. It's so it's really fun and joyful. Um, but I'm also thinking like just now wanting to broaden a little bit and thinking about just like nursing home people and stuff. I used to, this is probably off topic, but like long ago when my kids were really little, bring them every week to a nursing home and visit people that mm-hmm. were just alone all the time. Yeah. And then thinking right now, like how much that is sharpened during the holidays. Yes. Yeah. So that, that is good. Pray about how, how you can offer Mm -hmm. to others, staying aware of your own longing, inviting Jesus in and having it be an opportunity to press in and not isolating, not isolating, even Mm -hmm. though it's hard to go to Christmas Eve service by yourself and you don't be tired of it. Like keep going, keep going friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even just thinking a little bit before this podcast, wait, what do I do for Christmas? What what are our traditions? Do we have any? Do I feel pressure? I don't know. Um, like I said, the the kids end up doing the decorating of the tree. And then I can think very highly of myself, right? I can think, oh, that's so noble, you know, to relinquish control. Well, there is something really good about that. But there's also a part of me that I'm realizing doesn't, isn't awake to desire, doesn't want, like my, my biggest thing is if you are happy in my house, then I'm good. And that's not actually living alive and from the heart at all. And so I, I was thinking, well, it's not all about me. Okay. Well, that's a a statement that I always feel like comes from a desire to avoid dealing with something that's deeper. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it is partly about me. Like if the birth of Jesus, if it is, if it's anything else, it's God becoming human to show us what being a human can look like, right. Or is meant to be like, and the goal over time is that like every part of my humanity is exposed to the incarnation of Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I don't let this touch my heart in a deep way. If I say this is only about you guys, then I'm not doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, 
<sighs> That's really good. It's all it's all invitation, like you said. It's all invitation to let God um, poke and provoke and prick in way in places that need to be rewounded. Maybe I don't know. It and always seems to uh, be pricked a little more around the holidays um, with extended family, with expectations, with. Maybe because with family interaction, you are kind of brought back to your younger yeah. selves or. Because it is always yeah. the question, are we with extended family? Or are we not? I don't know. It seems ever present. But I think I, I like what you said about what are your desires. I feel like for so many years, I was trying to balance my extended family and my immediate family. Immediate family. Um, and how do I keep everyone happy? Because mm. the mixing can be really stressful. And I, my husband does not, we've through many years have had to make a decision that he does not join me at my family's house on Christmas evening. And that feels right for his heart and also very lonely mm. for mine. And um, it, it, it is every year a very stressful situation mm -hmm. where internally I'm like, how do I keep the peace? Mm -hmm. And Karen, as you said, pay attention to mm -hmm. my desires. So there you go. Yeah. It's deep. It runs very deep and very, lots of history there. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've both really touched on something I think is really core mm -hmm. is that knife edge yeah. of holding both and what is evoked in memory in our young places, mm -hmm. um, how this really is about the invasion of the kingdom of God. Jesus really did sneak into the enemy camp disguised as a babe to rescue us, to say, this is the good news. This is, this is it. This is worth celebrating and honoring. And, and, and that's where whatever our situation is, we're asking, how, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. How do we grow in that? How do we yeah. do it well? Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking that part of the way that we do that is by not abandoning our daily rhythms mm -hmm. with Christ, not getting so busy that we, um, when we have to have daily rhythms and, and engaging and scripture and, and worship and meditating and, and whatever it is and prayer, definitely, you know, prayer and centering in Christ so that, so that we can increasingly be transformed into his image, even in the holidays. Mm -hmm. And in the holidays, I would say even doubly important to care for your body with those rhythms that you've established. Oh, like that's good. get outside, do some walking, you know. Yeah. When the stress and anxiety comes, right. ask yourself what you need. Find find that pause. Instead of eating another cookie. Butter. I mean, I like well, that. I like that method. Maybe while you pause, eat a cookie. Or walk while you eat a cookie. <laughs> See, this feels like what I wanted to ask was lessons learned. Uh -huh. And I'm hearing in you, oh, don't abandon your daily rhythms, your self-care. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to your heart. Um, shepherd your own heart as you are 
lovingly shepherding others. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. If the kindness and curiosity doesn't extend to yourself while it extends to others, then yeah. it doesn't go far enough. Like, mm-hmm. So important um, that you give yourself permission not to have to live up to everyone mm-hmm. else's expectation. Permission to take care of yourself and what you need. Pay attention to what you actually need. It's such a good time to ask God to show you what you need. Mm. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 you know, I feel like we've really gotten there to, to actually the gold is, is living authentically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not ignoring because it's true that how you treat your own heart is actually how you're going right. to treat mm-hmm. everyone right. else's. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just, it seeps out. So that would be our encouragement is um, press in to mm-hmm. Christ. Don't ignore. Yeah. You're still in a journey. We're, we're still walking with Christ in the midst and he's got good things for us, even in the hard. Yeah. Um, the men on our team are going to do a podcast about this same subject because sometimes the way men look at the holidays sometimes is different (laughs) than the way women can look at the holidays. Mm -hmm. Cause it it, it seems that um, as a woman, the pulling them off falls primarily on the women. I'm, I may be wrong on that, but um, just, to close and to have a segue to what's going to be happening next week, is there anything that you would want men to know that you've learned that you would like them to, to know about the upcoming season? I think for the men out there who maybe don't have as much vested interest in creating an experience that like there's something and maybe it's of the woman's heart that does like you talked about Stacy wants to set the stage for magic and wonder and and the of course the stake in the middle of the house that Jesus is the reason like there's a reason we want to create this and that we will go out of our way to make sure things look nice and um, that there's greenery in the house to smell like it, it, there's something important in my heart, at least, um, that it's not about the decorating. It's about creating a space in our home that, um, invites celebration and anticipation and the coming kingdom. That's so good. And for, and for the men, like you're not, I don't mean this in a negative way, but you're not off the hook because your wife is doing all the, like, we so need your presence and your strength and your just like, and maybe for the women, especially like an invitation to rest and to just Mm. like, really, we, we really need your strength and your um, presence, your invitation to rest and to actually like sit in what this means, like what Christmas means, not flutter around as we could do sometimes, um, you know, decorating or frosting sugar cookies or whatever. We, we need uh, them to lead. Mm. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and to be, yeah, the strength, the support, the partner, um, 
maybe throw some humor in there. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of the gifts. I, one of John's greatest gifts to me is his laughter. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm all stressed out and I say something that's, you know, I shouldn't say his <laughs> laugh. So yeah, we're in it together. Yeah. Come alongside. That's good. Well said, both of you. Thank you, gals. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, we, we meandered there. I think we really touched on some gold there. And I, I hope it's helpful for you. And we also pray blessing over your holidays. Yes. We are entering the season, Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful mm-hmm. for, all of us. And then coming into the time of um, focusing our attention really on the birth of Jesus is is a good thing. And I pray that wherever you're at, whatever stage of life, whatever circumstances are going on, because those don't stop and hard things continue to happen all through December, but that Jesus would be very near and revealing himself to you in some new and beautiful ways. Thanks for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed listening in on our women's team talking about holidays and what that's like as a woman, navigating the days that are coming, the season that is coming ahead. Next week, the men's team is going to come in and we're going to do this from a a male perspective, which I think you're going to get a real kick out of the contrast here. And also we are going to video podcasts. So you can still listen to your audio podcast wherever you get your podcasts, but we are also flipping to video and providing video as well next week. This will be our first one. And so on YouTube and on Spotify to begin with, if you want to watch the Wild at Heart podcast in the coming weeks, you get to watch it now on video. It's really going to be awesome.